Do you know what's funny? Ever since you've taken a step back from social media, I've begun to view you as an influencer. I'm more interesting <laughs> now, not on social, than I am when I was on social. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I think that I'm honoring your opinions more. And I think I like the fact that they're coming directly to me versus me seeing you tweet about something. Okay. So Whereas, you, like the, you like the personal touch as yes. opposed to like the general recommendation. Yes. And you've done it in a very specific way, which is the reason I use the word influencer. Because you've always recommended things to me like movies, TV shows, articles, etc. But in these conversations, you just happen to be mentioning things that you're doing. And maybe it's that you have found more time and space to find cool things since you're not under the influence of social media. But the difference is you haven't necessarily been bringing them to me and saying, Michelle, I think that you should watch this. You're just telling me I am watching this. And then that becomes intriguing to me. I've become cooler <laughs> is what you're saying. You want to be me. Is that, am I getting uh, this right? Well, I, I think you're taking it a step too far. I mean. Pretty, pretty sure. I, under, I, I heard you say you want to be me. I mean, is that how you see influencers? Like you want to be them? Because I feel like you don't want to be in, be like that's influencers. Very, that's very true. That's very, that's very true. No, I don't want to be like, like some influencers, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but that's very interesting that that's how you, that that's how you see me. There's a principle in marketing called the rule of seven in which a potential buyer will need to see an offer seven times before they actually take action and make a purchase. And I feel like that's exactly how you influence me into subscribing to CBS Sunday morning. I think you probably have mentioned it seven or more times to me over the course of our friendship. And I finally bought into it. And sir, you have delivered. This is my new favorite Sunday morning experience. I think I even mentioned to you that my coffee tasted better as I sat there sipping and watching these beautiful stories. CBS Sunday morning has been a part of my life for a long time. And, and it's just part of my weekend. It's part of my Sunday now. It's, it's you know, I try to have it on. I feel like I learned something. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's it, it 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 is current events, but it's not current events. It profiles people that you're just like, I haven't thought about this or that person or whatever it is in years. Or it's just a very relaxing way to start a Sunday, and yet you feel like you're learning something that's making you better. I, I wish most things that I consumed had that pace to it, just a very relaxing feel to it, where you don't feel like you're kind of in a race to to binge something or blow through it or whatever. I did feel like it it hit this perfect cadence or was this perfect combination of it's not flashy it's not fancy it's not like you know you and I watch a lot of documentaries it's not doing anything that's like pushing the envelope but that's not what it needs to be it's like exactly the tone that it should be based on the subject matter but yet it is very polished and well produced it's just not trying to be trendy. So maybe this is just playing into our old soulness. It's quiet. Mm. The show is quiet. You know, the monologue, the intro, you know, there's no music track. Even the even the pieces like it, there's not a lot of there's not really a lot of music that accompany the segments. It's quiet. And by the nature of it being quiet, it draws you in 
because you're 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 paying attention to what's being said. This just seems very Sunday morning, easiest Sunday morning mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. And and I like that. I think that's a really underutilized approach today. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative. Well, I thought this opening was going to be funny, but... <laughs> 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 it ended up being I'm an like influencer. thank you yeah I well yeah i thought it was going to be like this big joke that you were you know that i was calling you an influencer but i've matured since i've left social media or taken this hiatus and you don't feel this need to do everything that everyone else is doing you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do because it's not all in front of you at once um, or you're not endlessly scrolling through things so it almost feels like you could be really selective about the things that you are bringing into your circle And I like that feeling. Well, great segue into our topic for tonight, which is unpopular opinions. I had kind of had two reasons for teeing up this topic. One, because I thought that it might be like a fun, funny, along the same lines as like our Festivus episodes. But at the same time, I think it fits really well in the past few conversations that we've had on the show about really honing in on who your people are, not worrying about pleasing everybody and understanding what's meant for you versus yeah what what seems to be for for everybody but you don't necessarily fit in that that genre. Yeah. So we have a fun bunch of questions that we'll be prompting one another with tonight. And I also thought it might be fun to put these up on the blog at apodcastforcreatives.com in case you listeners want to play along with us or share these with your audience or maybe even do this around the dinner table. So let's jump into this. Steve, you're up first. Who is a celebrity or a fictional character if you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings? who everyone seems to be really into, but is just not your cup of tea. This, this will probably upset a lot of people, but for me, it's Taylor Swift. I understand why people like her, but it just always seems like it's the same song. It always seems like it's the same message. It always seems, and, and it's just, but it's just packaged a little bit differently. I just, I never understood all of the fanfare. I still don't understand all the fanfare. I just, I, I can't get into any of it. That you know, the, 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 what, what are her fans known as? Tayholes. Uh, what are they? Oh, are they? I thought the Swifties, maybe. That's it. That's more appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not a Swiftie, so. Well, I don't want to like fight you on every single one of these, but I, I do feel a responsibility to back Tay Tay up a bit in saying that her music has evolved greatly from her first album to her more recent ones. I feel like even though I don't love every single thing that she has done, I don't know that I would classify myself as a Swifty. She's one of the few modern day artists that I do listen to. And partially it's because I really do respect her as an, as an artist. It's been, uh, very intriguing to see how her styles have have changed and I think evolved contrary to what you said and I felt like all of that was cemented when I recently watched her documentary about her one of her more recent albums that's on um, Disney plus I think that's what makes art so 
easy to judge or warrants you to 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 want to come out and give an opinion on something and everyone's opinion on it is different but it always feels like anytime there's a new song i'll listen to it but it's like you know because i want to know what it's all about i want to know what the craze is all about or at least i did maybe i won't moving forward but i just i always end up going it just feels like every other song it just feels like every other thing that she's written but again not with a trained ear to the whole the whole uh you know library so all right so mine is more of like a trio of people not that they necessarily go together but I kind of classify them all as like kind of being similar and it's Will Ferrell Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey now I I want to make it clear that I think that all of them especially Jim Carrey are insanely talented people I just do not find their Enter- entertainment to be entertaining. It's not my style. I feel like it is very over the top, in your face. And I was trying to think about, you know, I know that there there is a lot of physical comedy involved in their comedy. And I, I don't want to say that I don't like physical comedy because I love slapstick comedy. So I was trying to think about, okay, why do I like slapstick? Which is very you know, silly and can be very, um, you know, loud at times. So it's not so much like the stimulation of it that I don't like, but anything that those three actors are in are very much like you need to laugh when you're watching this. I feel like there's like a lot of pressure on the audience that these guys are here to, to make you laugh versus something like slapstick is people going along doing their thing and then like this funny unfortunate thing happens to them right and that silliness like that is my humor i i adore that and maybe it's like an outdated type of comedy because i don't really feel like it exists anymore but yeah well i think i think the slapstick stuff like you know you think about you know like the marx brothers or the three stooges like everything there's a script that they're following there's there's a plan that they're following but but the ability to make it seem like it's off the cuff and maybe some of it is but the ability to make it seem that way i think is what makes it funny whereas you know with with sandler and 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 jim carrey and will ferrell and i i don't necessarily like i think will ferrell's hysterical like i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily agree with grouping him in with with that but it always seems so forced with the other two i i remember like watching some movies that that adam did growing you know and as i was a kid growing up because it was right in that time period when we were kids and like even then i I didn't i didn't get it like i didn't get the funny i didn't get all the the silly voices i didn't get like none of it really made any sense to me and 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 uh, never really made me laugh and as he's gotten older and he's gotten more into directing and doing a lot of these like he's he's done rom-coms and he's done a bunch of different types of comedy films where he's directed them and i remember listening to jennifer aniston at some award show a couple of years ago a year or so ago whatever it was on tv um and she mentioned adam and was just like and he is so brilliant and, and i was just like yeah like really <laughs> billy <laughs> madison because you were in the movie doesn't mean you have to say it all the time like, <laughs> but that's like that's kind of the feel like it just it always seems like it's like forced and mm-hmm. uh yeah i would i would agree with that it doesn't you know to me those two always feel like it's like it's it's thrown upon you and and it, it just never always feels like it lands. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Next one is what is a movie or TV series, or I guess this could also be a like franchise that you are not into that everyone else seems to be enamored with. So for me, uh, it's Star Wars. Uh, I have never seen, never seen a Star Wars. A Star uh, War. A Star War. <laughs> I haven't seen a Star War or Wars, plural. Um, I've never gotten the, the, the craze about science fiction stuff. Now, slow your roll on, on, on Stranger Things because I don't buy the whole, like, it's completely sci-fi. Uh, there's a lot of Americana to it. There's a lot of things that 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 tap into nostalgia that that doesn't take place in outer space and doesn't. So I don't buy that. But I've never really grasped the the, the love affair with space and space exploration and and you know something that just doesn't seem real. Like one of my one of my things about consuming movies is if I'm going to see a movie. The plot of it, whether it's like, you know, if it's based on real life, like it has to be real. Like whatever, whatever I'm watching has to be like this can happen in real life because that's what makes it interesting to me. You know, whether it's a horror movie or whatever it is, it's got to be something that I that's believable. The plot. Everything. Nothing about Star Wars from afar seems like it's believable. And maybe that's intentional, right, because it's 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 a fictional thing and, you know, you want to leave you know earth and believe in more but none of that seems real walking around with robots and aliens and whatever none of that seems like it's a legitimate thing and i don't understand the craze behind something that just is like so so phony and fake um it just never appealed to me ever i I am totally on the same page with you about when I'm watching something I I need for it to be grounded in reality otherwise you start to lose me so Star Wars is not my favorite but I do have a tolerance for it the one that I would put at the top of my list that I can't stand is Lord of the Rings I just I can't get into it no matter how many times I try so we started something new I'm usually going to you with ideas So I think I was so excited that I barely listened to what you said and I was like, you know what? Sure, let's do it. Could have said anything (laughs) right there at that point in time, couldn't I? Michelle and I grew up in the 90s and we've noticed, I think, over the years that a lot of the uh, references that we end up dropping in our podcast end up coming from that period in our childhood. We were a TV generation, so we remember a lot of these offbeat commercials and a lot of these things that um, were a part of our childhood. And I thought it would be fun to kind of like look back at them. We don't really watch commercials anymore in, in this day and age. You know, ads are usually something that we're doing anything that we could possibly do to skip over. Funny commercials or, or commercials with memorable jingles have stayed with us over the years. Uh, and this platform, this this commercial breakdown show gave us the opportunity to bring some of them back and, you know, relive a few of these moments with, with all of you and, you know, reflect fondly on them. So if you get a chance, go into one of our Pod4Creative social profiles or go to our website and look for Commercial Breakdown, which is the name of our show. I time this. It takes literally four seconds of your time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that thumbs up button. If you have a friend or a sibling or someone um, that you remember talking to about 
the commercials that, that we're showcasing, certainly anywhere where you can share it, we would really appreciate it. How about a cultural internet or fashion trend that everyone seems to be all about, but you're just like, I don't get it. I don't know if I have one. Okay. The only other thing that I, this would be more of like a discussion that I like, I hate this thing is I think lately I've been just feeling kind of old. Maybe, you know, that's a simplistic way of putting it, but I'm seeing the trend toward TikTok, TikTok style videos and, and reels and things just being really fast and like just the visual people like just scrolling through their feed just like give me the next thing give me the next thing and it it goes against like I think who I am I I'm like pretty like measured slow and I I like to take a long time and like go really deep on content I much prefer to read like long form articles over these like fast flashy things Mm -hmm. so I'm just I'm, I feel like I'm starting to feel like, is there going to be a place for me on the internet going forward? Or am I just looking at this like one sect and maybe I just need to like gr- move away from where I have been and move into this area that probably does exist. I'm just, it's not, I don't have a lot of um, like social friends in these other spaces. Yeah, I think that's really a, a you know, I, I think it's probably more common than you think. I just think that, you know, you go back to talking about like, are we the target? I don't think people who consume content the way we're talking about it right now um, are really the target for any of these these companies that are trying to push things or these social channels that are trying to, you know, market their their what they can offer. Um, I, I I think. I think it's more common though that probably people do consume and like long form stuff because usually if it's long form and you're consuming it, it's a genuine interest that you have in that area. If it's not something, you know, that's the misconception, right? That people always think like long form is dead. Well, no, long form is fine if it's something that's interesting to people and a specific target. So, you know, that's why I feel like you kind of like when you find these, you know, these areas or these, these channels on YouTube that really go in depth on, you know, topic areas that, that you like, like lately I've been watching this, this series on YouTube. Um, that's like, it's basically called defunct and, and it's all like old television shows that, you know, no longer exist or old, um, you know, theme parks or old, like old hotels or things like that, that like, you know, went into where we're like a big successful thing and then kind of like petered out and, um, it led me to watching this CBS Sunday morning piece that I watched when it originally aired like five years ago, but I rewatched it again about Sears and, and how Sears is, you know, filing for, you know, has filed for bankruptcy, but what it was, you know, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago. And then what it is today. Like I like long form pieces of content, whether it's written or through, through visuals that kind of go in depth on a story behind something that's like a piece of history um, I can really kind of dive into something like that. So I guess, I, I guess now listening to yours, I think mine would probably be the same. Like, I don't like things that are very like, you know, quick and, and, and to the point, like, um, I'd rather be kind of like whisked away into this, like this, this 
you know, this, this space of words and just kind of get lost in, in that content for a while. So when were you planning on telling me about this defunct show? I'm sorry. I dropped the ball on that. Um, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, like it's, it's, I, 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 it's one, one person who's basically kind of like re like, it's basically like, you know, they do a bunch of research on something and they put together a 10, 15 minute thing. And, you know, it's, it's like the Wikipedia entry of the show, but it's, you know, but it's got some, some life to it. So, um, I wouldn't say everything I'm interested in, but it's, it's good. It's, it's, it takes you back. Before we move past this one, which the the actual category was just a cultural internet or fashion trend, this is something that I was going to bring up during a Festivus episode, but it's like still eating away at me, so I have to say it. Why is it a fashion trend for girls to wear these like giant, white, ugly sneakers when they're wearing dresses? I get that like, <laughs> we want to be comfortable and maybe it's supposed to be just like a big F you to like to culture that have been making us big, wear like high heels for all these years. But like <laughs> yeah. they are so ugly. I can't no matter how many people I see wear this trend. I am not comfortable with it. And I find it so offensive and it makes me cringe. So I'm sorry. So this is the thing. I don't really see this a lot. Oh like, my God. It's awful. I also don't leave my house very often. I mean, I've never worn something as like a as like a like an F you to, you know, you know, a big, whatever. Like it's always been like, I look good in this. Like, I, I feel like if it's like you're wearing these giant white sneakers, like nobody looks good in that. I mean, like, you know, the only people who look good in that are senior citizens. And you know, I mean, at that point in time, who are you trying to impress? I I'm just speculating that it's an F you because that's like the only plausible explanation I've been able to come up with because aesthetically no one can think that possibly think that that looks good. Right. But, I mean, you might as well just pack it up and put the black socks on and move down to Miami. Yep. I mean, yep. Right. Yeah. So everyone stop doing that, please. All right. Uh, let's talk about culinary food and or drink that is popular among most people, but that you're like, pass. Uh, for me, it's pickles. Uh, oh, I, I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Well. Oh, wow, you're still learning back. something new. I know. See, this is 65 episodes <laughs> in, and, and I feel like this is what makes it worth it. Um, I hate pickles. I absolutely hate pickles. I, I, and, and I hate the flavor of them. I hate the way they look. I, I don't get, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, you know, like the chips, the, the, the dills, the, the, the little mini ones, the big ones, they all look disgusting. Like, there's nothing remotely appetizing about the way it looks. What I hate about pickles and how they're used is the audacity that people who make sandwiches have by just thinking, you want this, so I'm gonna lay it next to the sandwich and let it drain into the bread, and you're gonna be fine with this. Like, you wouldn't do that with any other thing, any other meal, any other, I mean, you don't you don't serve somebody steak and then randomly put, you know, uh, you know, like a like a hunk of onion that's been that's been in a pot and just let it drizzle out. If you don't like like you don't do that. And I feel like the pickle has such audacity that it just thinks that it belongs next to the sandwich or next to the chips that's on the plate. But really, all it does is it just friggin oozes out. And then like <sighs> all your stuff tastes like pickle juice. And I don't want pickle juice chips and pickle juice chicken cutlet sandwiches and all that. You know, so I don't like the taste. I don't like the look and I don't like 
the snootiness of the pickle that it just thinks that it belongs on the sandwich plate. I don't know where that started, but I don't like it. It is very presumptuous that pickles it is presumptuous. automatically get added to sandwich orders. It's a default. Like it is. It is. Like, yeah. They don't even no, ask. No, they don't. They just give now, it to you. Yeah. I'm not proud of this, but it was also kind of like, you know, <laughs> I, was, I, 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 wanted, I wanted it at the time. So all right, I went to Burger King not too long ago and I had a Whopper and I was shocked to find out that it comes on the Whopper. Like, it's not one of those. Did like, you read you know, the just, ingredients? Did you okay. know it's at a Whopper? I mean, I don't. Don't ask, don't ask questions. Just go along with this. I was just shocked that <laughs> this train isn't stopping right now. <laughs> I was just shocked that like when I bit into it and I tasted pickle, like it's like included. I feel like if you're like things added to a baseline hamburger, you should be able to build up from the bottom, not start with everything and take away. I don't I don't get that. And again, it's another one of the, it's just a very presumptuous, is it a vegetable or is it a fruit? I don't know. It's a vegetable. I think pickles. it's a, yeah, I think it's like a pickled vegetable. <laughs> yeah, it's a very presumptuous pickled vegetable that, again, it just slides its way into burgers and, 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 and you know, just shows up unannounced. I don't like it. Wow. I can like barely eat burgers without a pickle on it. I'm not like super into pickles, but when it comes to burgers... You have to put like everything on it for me to fully enjoy it. If Count. we ever dine out somewhere together <laughs> ever again, uh, you can have my pickle if there's a pickle on my plate. Yeah, but I, I also like, so you're making me think of our deli that we go to here and they they give you a pickle every single time and I and Jimmy and I never eat it. They give it to you in like a little Ziploc bag, but it always looks like so sad it's like worst not, dog bag it's ever. not it's not something that like that you're used to seeing it's just like a little flimsy ziploc bag with like it's not even like a full pickle it's like a quarter of of one and yeah that's why i said presumptuous because they just always give it to you and we throw them out every time okay i had a couple i have <laughs> i have multiple answers for all of these so uh number one goat cheese goat cheese is it's really like most cheeses. And I think I've said this on a past podcast before, but I feel like my cheese tolerance is like that of like a five-year-old. Like I like mozzarella, American and cheddar and everything else. I'm like, I always have to like second guess. I'm like, is there cheese in that? What kind is it? Which animal does it come from? I'm very like, don't have a refined palate when it comes to cheese, but I wish I did. The second thing I won't eat is really any, any red meat steak burgers like I eat turkey burgers a lot but no and the third is any egg that isn't either baked into something scrambled or omelet so like poached boiled hard boiled soft boiled sunny side up all of those can't do those disgust me there are certain things that like I don't like and I'm like just I don't like them but like you do you eggs I don't even really like to see other people eating eggs that grosses me out wow. too <laughs> even if they're scrambled or just the kinds know, you don't like y just the kinds i don't like because i i do like scrambled and i like omelets okay um but all the other it's ones pretty much is the same like thing just without the lumps yeah yeah mm. yeah i like i like all kinds uh, of eggs i do all kinds of eggs my go-to is over is is over easy and i dip oh I oh no no yep, no no nope, we're never now. ever going out <laughs> to breakfast together what if there was a pickle involved <laughs> I will take my pickle and go eat it in the corner and you can eat your <laughs> disgusting. Speaking of visually unappealing, 
someone eating eggs like that is not visually appealing at all. Use a napkin. I mean, there's not a lot of. You need a lot of napkins. Okay, so you need a shower after that. Now, (laughs) now I might ruin this for you, although you might know this. Did you know that American cheese isn't really a cheese? Uh, I don't know. By definition, by textbook definition of what cheese is. Yeah, I don't, I mean, and no, you're not really ruining it because of the cheeses that I'm willing to eat, American is the one that I like. I could definitely do without American cheese, whatever. So, okay. Okay. sorry, you're not bursting my bubble with that. It's technically, (laughs) it's technically referred to as a cheese product. It's not, it's not cheese. So. Did you learn that on CBS Sunday morning? No, no, just in, in my travels in my life. Oh, but, your uh, travels. Yes, down to the near and far. <laughs> You're right. Actually, I went on a walk one day and I just happened to be watching YouTube. All right. How about an activity or a tradition, or this can be a a sport, anything in that realm that you don't like that everyone else is all about? Soccer. Does yeah. That count? I, I I think worldwide soccer. Don't they say isn't isn't soccer like the number one sport uh, yeah, in the world? Like in the world? Like, like, yep, yep, yep. I think so. Um, that's just something I've I uh, you know I, I like. There's a lot that goes into like watching a soccer game, and like you think about like how crazy people around the world and even in this country get about their soccer teams and whatnot. And then like you look at the score after running around for ninety odd minutes, and you're just like. It's one nothing. Like, it seems like a lot of running for not a lot of action, right? Like, I mean, like, if I'm running that hard for 90-something minutes, like, we better be talking like 12, 10, 15, 11, you know, like, one nothing. And they all try, oh, how beautiful the game is. And, oh, it's precision. It's like jazz and precision passing. Get out of here. I don't, I don't see the value of it. I don't, I don't see the, the, the value of soccer at all. I don't feel like I can say anything right now because I would be – kicked out of my mom's family on behalf of the show i apologize to the entire palumbo family for steve's comments <laughs> well i don't mean to you know make any enemies out of this but like you know like explain to me explain to me how you get to you, you do nine and i'm just making this up but for my history of, of paying attention in world cup matches like 90 something minutes of 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 running and then you feel like, okay, time's running out. We're getting close to the 90-minute mark. And then magically, they throw seven extra minutes of extra time on there. Who's tracking that? It seems like it's just plucked out of air. Like, this seems like a reasonable amount of time. And sometimes it's like, oh, God, another seven minutes of this? Like, I don't, like, when it ends and the whistle blows and you reach the time, that's it. Uh, Don't be putting more time back on. It should be a running clock. It's a 90-minute sport. Like, it should be a running clock. You don't get extra time. You're describing me watching football because I feel like I have the exact same feelings. And I'm like, when is this thing going to end? And it but just keeps going. And, oh, the they take time off and then they put it back all the time. You yeah, think well, it's going to no, be over not, not and it the says extent. there's a minute left. And I know that that minute really means like 12 minutes. Well, yes, but it's not like but they're not actually like doing the the act of adding more time at the end and and like i don't i i just feel like when it's when the clocks hit three zeros we're done like we don't have to you know no one's gonna score anymore nobody ever scores <laughs> it when you add extra time it's just more running the whole sport is just watching people moment. running yeah yeah i don't get it i'm gonna talk about mine i actually only have one answer for this and that is camping 
camping to me is a punishment. We've evolved to the point where we've learned how to build houses and get electricity and running water, nice comfy beds so you can get a good night's sleep. So who had the idea of, hey, what if we like went and slept in the woods where there's bugs and wild animals that could kill you in your sleep and uh, you can't shower and everyone's dirty and sweaty and it's just like i can't think of one good positive thing to To come out of camping to be fair you just describe what it's like to live in florida no i live in my house i don't sleep outside right right. but there's there's bugs and there's bugs uh, everywhere animals that could kill you in the night alligators uh people are sweating all over the place that's i mean you just pretty okay but you also have I feel like I've seen, I have had more bad experiences with mosquitoes in the Northeast than I have here. You have like bears and, you know, a lot of other types of animals up there that could kill you. Seeing an alligator in Florida is a lot greater than seeing a bear in New York. I did see an alligator literally today on my walk, but it's not common. It's not common. Did you run or did you like? No, it's, it wasn't, it was in the water, like in a in like a pipe does it freak you out that would freak me out like that would literally panic me if i saw that anyway stop trying to divert from the fact that camping is the worst thing in existence Uh, i grew up camping and i you survived uh, vehemently not only did i survive (laughs) i went cross country when i was 15 years of 15 years of 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 age now we were in a we were in an rv that's different uh, i survived well yes but when you think about surviving two months with your parents (laughs) Uh, in, in a very <laughs> confined space. I'd like a little bit of credit for that. Okay, so what is the number one thing that you hate, but everyone else loves? Mine is hanging out in your pajamas. I don't know what it is, but it seems like most people love the idea of waking up and like staying in their pajamas for as long as... I don't know. People seem to to say like, oh, I know it's not like socially acceptable, but I'm going to like push the boundaries. And they're like really excited about it. Whereas I, the second my head comes off the pillow, I'm like, either get me into the shower or like a rigorous like face wash and like get into like temporary clothes just so I can do my workout and then shower. But the idea of staying in your pajamas, even, even like an hour past getting up just kind of makes my skin crawl. And this is one of those things that if other people want to do it, that's totally fine. It's just, I'm like physically uncomfortable to stay in them. I'm not sure I have one that that I can come up with on the fly. That's going to top that. So I don't want to just, (laughs) it's that good. No, it's a good one. I mean, like I, because what's funny is, is that for the longest time, I probably would have fallen into that category, but I feel like since we've had Ryan, like I'm very much like put clothes on immediately. I mean, I may not necessarily like shower immediately, but it's like I'm not wearing my pajamas. Like I'll have like, like you said, like I do have like temporary clothes mm-hmm. that get me to like shower time once we can get like Ryan up and running. And, and so, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Thanks for backing me. Always. All right. Well, if you can, if you think of something, I could always add it in after. What is something uncharacteristic about you that might surprise people? 
I thought about this a lot. People think a certain way about me, whether it's like, you know, I'm serious or I can, you know, I can be funny, but more or less I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty serious person or there's a lot of sarcasm or whatever it is. But I just, I sing a lot like <laughs> around myself in the car, uh, you know, like shower. And maybe that's not necessarily like like something that other people don't do. But I don't think people necessarily think that about me. Like there's a lot of that that I think goes on, especially now that I work from home and I'm by myself. Like I catch myself doing it a lot more now. So I would I would say probably like singing uh, uh, around my house or around other places when I'm by myself like that happens a lot. Regular songbird. That does surprise me. Yeah. And I do yeah. feel like it's uncharacteristic. Well, That's like very amusing to me, actually. Amusing? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, do you have follow-ups or is that a, is that enough? No, I'm just, uh, that's, it's funny to me. Yeah, it's true. Um, what about you? So mine is, I'm sure that you're going to relate to the concept of this, but you know, sometimes like when you like something generally, but you don't like a certain aspect of it but everyone assumes that because you like the one thing, you like the other. Mm-hmm. So in my instance, it's it's Disney animated films. I don't like them. I don't watch them. All of the ones that I have watched have been, you know, in my childhood because, you know, my parents put it on or I was at someone's house and they, they had it on. But I have, except in some very rare circumstances like, gone out of my way to watch a Disney animated film, which some people may find surprising because I love Disney World. Like I like the theme parks and I like the Disney company. I love their history and their story um, and definitely from like a creative standpoint. And I do like some of their live action, like Mary Poppins is one of my favorite movies, but when new Disney movies come out, I'm just like, I don't care. But you think, but people think that. that yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had like a lot like of people those. say like, oh, did you, this just came out. Did you see it? I'm like, nope. And I always kind of feel like, I'm like, ah, do I tell them? Like, I don't want to be like, actually, I don't like movie, like Disney movies. Like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. But I kind of feel bad that like at certain times it's kind of been a way that I can like tell the person's like trying to bond with me. And I'm just like, no, I really hate them actually. <laughs> Yeah, I like that because I feel like it's like you you go like, you know, you go really like niche into what it is you like about that, not necessarily grouping everything under that. I think that's kind of like, I think that's kind of cool. So what is a lesser known or unpopular thing that you're passionate about? So it's funny that you, you, that's the next question because this plays in with what you were just talking about. So we've talked about Rockapella on on the podcast in the past, and I don't expect anyone who's listening to this to to remember that. But it you know from a, a brief history lesson, Rockapella. If you grew up in the '90s or have any other any concept of of the old PBS show Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego, Rockapella was the house band on that show. They wrote the song Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego. They're still touring today. It's not kids music or anything like that. It's a great show. And I have been a fan of them since I was six years old watching Where in the World is Carmen San Diego and getting into their music. And I've been to 20, almost 20 shows, 20 odd shows in, in my life. So that that goes to show you. But um, much like you talking about Disney, 
the funny thing is, is that when I talk to people about Rockapella and I say, you know, they're an acapella group and, you know, I, I really dig their stuff. The, the assumption is always like, oh, so, you know, you should really listen to like Straight No Chaser. Right. And then like they'll send you recommendations of like other acapella songs. And you're like, no, I, I when did I tell you I like <laughs> acapella music? I said, I, I like Rockapella. Like. So it's it's one of those things where like you get you get grouped into this genre because you say you like something. But really, it's like, no, no, no. I like this. I don't necessarily like all of that. You know, no offense to straight, no chaser, but I don't need 15 people making sounds. I need this is five guys like this is this is a whole different. This is a whole different game. So that's that's something that I would say that I would I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about um, is 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 Rockapella. And, you know, my uh, my connections to you know, the, the, the underground site and all these other things that I have access to. It's deep. It is deep. Then you can get like, you know, I pay for access to hear things months and months before they're actually released. So it's, uh, uh, that should, that should tell you. So Pitch Perfect is not your favorite movie. That's another thing. That's another (laughs) one that people will say like, Oh, you ever watch Pitch Perfect? No, I have zero interest in ever doing it. Like, this isn't college acapella that I'm into. Like, you know, this isn't like, this isn't, you know, I just don't go around to different colleges in the capital region and listen to their acapella groups. Like this is not that at all. Like, but, but that's what you get groped in on. Did you ever go to an other guy's concert? Oh, at St. Rose? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I didn't. I'm pretty sure that I, at one point owned one of their CDs. I didn't go to like every show, but I definitely like went to them. Wow. <laughs> we could have gone. That would have been nice. Yeah. I would have, I would have, well, you would have you know, gone. I would have gone. Okay. So it didn't, the hatred didn't run quite as deep then. It's kind of like, like with each recommendation, you're like, actually, I don't like any of these other things. <laughs> no, I would have gone so we could like, we can make sarcastic <laughs> yes. jokes to each other about the performance. <laughs> Not because I wanted to be entertained. <laughs> All right. I don't have like a uh, solid answer for this one. Because I feel like most of the things that I'm into are just not really cool and not really popular. Um, I was going to bring up like Broadway music. This is also one of one of those things that like when I tell people that I like Broadway music, they're like, oh, do you like Phantom of the Opera? I'm like, yeah. All right. What else you got? Like, I like I know the like 10th track on like the show that no one's heard of. So I feel like my love for it kind of goes deep. And that's like most of what I listen to that. And also a lot of, you know, old music, 50s, 60s, you know, Billy Joel, I love. Um, but yeah, when I when you, you mentioned Taylor Swift at the top, she's really one of like the few modern singers that that I do listen to, but music is, is not often something that I can like bond with people over because I just not liking where, (laughs) where music is, is going, but it's fine because there's plenty of old stuff for me to, um, to enjoy, but yeah, I'm kind of dull when it comes to, and I don't know if dull is right, but like just not everyone's cup of tea, the the stuff that I typically listen to. Yeah. I think, I mean, because, you know, I fall into that that category, too, to some extent, to a large extent. Um, but I think there's something unique about that. I think there's something, you know, special about having, you know, a knowledge of what you're listening to. So what I thought was really interesting about this 
exercise of going through these questions is that I think that I would have had a different feeling about this had we done this like five years ago. But I feel like we kind of made an unintentional point with these in that it doesn't feel so uncommon anymore to have these opinions that are unpopular because with the internet, we now have spaces and avenues where we can connect with our people about our things. Like you said, you're part of like the, you know, the Rockapella community. And I have friends who who love Broadway music and like, you know, not that it's hordes of people, but like, I know that like, if a piece of Broadway news comes out or like I've listened to a track that I think is like particularly good, like I have my like three people that I know that I can go to. And sometimes three is enough. But I felt like when I was trying to come up with my answers to these, I'm like, I'm not that special for having this opinion. There are lots and lots of people who who share my opinion. It's just not as widely accepted. But I think the TV is a great example of this now. Like when I was trying to think of a current day TV show that was like that everyone loves, the show that everyone is watching, I feel like Game of Thrones was like the last of those. Right. Because now there are all these, you know, little... It's so new and so niche. Yes. Which is, I think it's great. Choice is a good thing. I think that's one of the best parts about our, our world right now is, is that there's so many choices. It could be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But if you know what you like, you know, you could be pretty comfortable with what you're consuming, both music and and and, and television and movies and, you know, whatever. You know, you can kind of pick your 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 area and... and you know, be, have a lot of fun playing in it. And more importantly, you can be comfortable with who you are. You don't have to apologize like I kind of did with my last answer until like, you know, actually like a lot of the things I'm into are, you know, kind of lame. But I know that there are a lot of other people who who agree with me. And it it's nice to have that feeling like that you can be, no matter what you're into, you can find your people and you don't have to feel alone or apologize, um, whether that's, you looking to consume content or creating your own don't be afraid to do something that's not you know not the TikTok, not the trendy thing of the moment because like i said like toward the beginning of the episode when i was talking about like my love of like long form i think anytime i think about doing something that's like a little bit different than what's trendy right now i get nervous i'm like oh who's actually gonna find this but i think the first step is being confident and and smart enough to know that like those people are out there. It's just a matter of finding them. If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media, tag us at pod for creatives and let us know which stood out to you. you know where well, you I don't know go, where I want to go. I know where I want to start. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I go. That's a very good place. To, <laughs> that's a very good place to begin. And uh, I believe that was Mary Poppins who said that or somebody who's the one from uh, sound of music, sound of music. Right. Yeah. Doe a deer. Uh, let's let's <laughs> do it, dear. Let's do this. So, <laughs> I like the sound of music. That's a good one. Sometimes I get a little bored with it, like midway through. Like you want to want to just fast forward to the Nazi scenes, but <laughs> climb every mountain is a bit long. Is a is a bit is a bit much. It's a little dramatic, but it is playing it on thick. It is a um, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid, and it was the it was the two. VHS set. I mean, yep. you, you know it's it's long because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember buying tapes? Yeah, 
I miss tapes. I miss going to the library and like flipping through the, I don't know if your library had this or this is like maybe every library, but they took the cases from the VHSs and like put them into these like plastic sleeves. They like flatten the box out and put them in these sleeves and then you would flip through them and they'd be almost like the size of like a record. And I still remember that smell of the plastic or whatever plastic, it was that, yeah. that they were in. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite childhood activities, going to the library and flipping through those boxes. Yeah. You remember the remember the old Disney um, VHS uh, boxes? They were like plastic, yeah, almost like a vinyl plastic. But it would have like that suction pop when you would open it yep. up. I missed that sound. Yeah, I missed that sound. It's not as satisfying as sliding it out of a sleeve. I like that. You know, I good. wonder if Disney patented that or was was the first to do that. I know that like later on, there were other kids movies that were in those same type of box. But I feel like I have the association with them being like the first one to do it. They had a good smell too. They did.